welcome to the first episode of 2021 of Daddy Unscripted. My name is Tim Wheaton, and I am your host. Hey, everybody. Thanks for coming back for a new episode. Thanks for waiting out the delay in releases. I have been recording some episodes with some other guests, and I recorded some with the intention of releasing something at the very end of last year and then thought, "Ah, it's the week between Christmas and New Year's. I'll give everybody a break and I'll release it early on, maybe the first week of the new year. And you all know what happened. I don't need to tell you. Things went really bonkers in the United States, in the world, really, and continued to be kind of just a little out there. And I just did not feel comfortable releasing a new episode. I think I've been kind of walking the fine tightrope between, is it good for me to put out something so that it distracts people and they have something else to li- Because I know everybody is not and should not be glued to their TVs, watching the news, watching what craziness is going on in the United States or with an inauguration or with an insurrection or anything else that ends with shun and starts with in. I know there are other things that you need to do. And so that part of me was like, just put out more episodes. They can deal with it. They can listen to it when they want to. But I think the larger part of me, and I'm not just talking about my belly, um, but the there was a bigger part of me that was thinking, I, I just don't know if I'm in the place to put something out and feel like... I am confident with doing that with everything that is going on and just trying to keep my finger on the pulse of everything. And I just didn't really have it in me. I talked with my guests that I've already recorded with and let them know. And they were very understanding of me holding off. And so here we are with a brief little solo episode to lead into what should be next week the release of my first official like guest normal episode of 2021. Not just that, but the premiere episode of the who tells your story side of daddy unscripted with a fantastic guest. So that will be coming out next week, but I just wanted to kind of touch base reset, shake hands, reintroduce one another, do that kind of thing as we enter 2021 and a new time together. Before I do all that, let me do what I always need to do, which is remind you guys that Daddy Unscripted is extremely proud to be part of the Osiris Media family. Osiris Media is dedicated to putting out fantastic podcasts for you that center around music and culture. You should check out OsirisPod.com to find many other awesome podcasts just like this one that I will let them tell you a little bit about themselves. I'm Tom Marshall. Coming this winter from Osiris Media, we're going deep into fish history with a brand new show, Undermine. Undermine. 
It's a weekly show that combines the best of Under the Scales, Helping Friendly Podcast, and Beyond the Pond. Starting on Wednesday, February 3rd, we'll bring you in-depth conversations with people in and around the fish scene, deep dives on tours, shows, and jams, and insights on bands and music inspired by our explorations of fish. So you may be wondering why the name Undermine. To undermine is to excavate the earth beneath. That's what we're going to do. We went under the scales, and now we're going deeper. We may discover things that are undisturbed, rearranged, mystified, or misshapen. But now, they will be undermined. Every Wednesday, we'll bring you a new episode. Starting in February, we'll focus our first season on the early years of fish. We'll look closely at 1983 through 1989, covering the band's early influences and songwriting, the developing culture, the landmark shows of those years, and initial travels outside of Vermont to spread the music. We'll have special guests and segments, and look at what was happening in the broader music world during those years, and how politics and culture of the 1980s laid the foundation for a band like Fish to grow. With the help of Matt, RJ, Jonathan, and Brad from the Helping Friendly Podcast and Dave and Brian from Beyond the Pond, we're creating this new show to be a journey for both Fish fans and other music fans who want to learn about Fish's place in modern music history. Please subscribe to Undermine wherever you get your podcasts. If you're already subscribed to Under the Scales, you don't have to do anything. You will be automatically subscribed to Undermine. We look forward to exploring and excavating the fascinating history of fish with you. Okay, so remember to check out OsirisPod.com. There's new stuff coming out all the time. New special podcasts, new series like the ones that came out last year that kind of blew everybody away and hit number one on the Apple podcasts. And it was just a crazy year for Osiris with great things coming out. So that should be the same for 2021 and then some. So OsirisPod.com. Also remember that Osiris is partnered with Jambase. Go to Jambase.com. That's where you'll find out when our concert's actually starting where are they going to be? Who are the bands that are doing them? How are they doing them? So jambase.com for everything you need to know about live music, which we all can't wait till that all starts up again, right? Right. Okay, and now we will get into the meat and potatoes of this, which really is just me checking in with you guys. A, a little bit with myself as well, but also with all of you. I kind of meant to put something out on Twitter to get some interest in this and hear what you all had to say. But I will say with this episode, we'll use a hashtag of my mental health and I will get it started. You'll start to see me doing that on my Twitter feed, but I'm very curious. That's one of my big questions right now. What are you all doing for your mental health in a time like this? When I just actually heard it today on a fellow Osiris podcast, as I was listening to Mike Fanoia and Oteil Burbridge on their podcast called Comes a Time, talking about the number of people who have for the first time reached out and started using 
some kind of therapist or mental health person in their life now. And it was like, I think they were saying one in six Americans. I can't remember if they were saying Americans or people across the world, but the number was huge. It was astounding. And kudos to all of those people who are doing that. But that is, that almost seems like not enough. Like if I think I'm in a room, let's say this, I work with close to 50 people. If I was to be in a room at any time with only five other people, and this is no diss to people at my workplace, but I can't imagine that only one out of the six of us, which would be me, I guess, every single time, at least, needing to have someone to speak with professionally in order to get some things out and sort through things in my mind. That's I, I can't imagine that. I can't imagine dining in a restaurant. Oh, dining in a restaurant. I can I can hardly imagine doing that really, but being in a restaurant and looking around and in today's day and age thinking that only one out of every 6 is needing that. So it feels like definitely more are needing it, but only one in 6 are doing it. So my encouragement to you guys is if any of you are on that precipice and feeling like you need to make that step, make that step. Go online. Use that little computer, that little rectangular computer that you're using however many minutes of every single day and research and find a way to get somebody that you can talk to. For some of us, it's great because we may have an amazing safety net of friends and people in our lives and family members and goodness, lottery win of life if it's your significant other that is able to take you through these things mentally and verbally that you need to go through. But for others of us that need somebody who is not connected to us, that is unbiased, A, unbiased is huge because you're able to not feel judged by that person or have the thought that they are sticking all of this in their mental bank to use against you or to judge you or whatever. But also somebody who is professional, who has been trained in how to show empathy and help guide us to some possible solutions, or if nothing else, just to be a professional listener to be very good at it. That's a very difficult skill to hone and to have. I know for me, the times that I'm thinking through some of these things and talking through them in my head, or even yes, I dare say out loud sometimes in my car or something like that, that I will come up with three different things that I need to talk about while I'm on one subject and I never potentially come back to them because I'm either not able to jot them down because I'm driving or I just continue on the string I'm on and I lose those other things or I pivot over to one of those things and then I lose the main string I was on and I never concluded that. Any, any, does this resonate with any of the rest of you out there? I would think this is not completely uncommon and maybe I'm just telling myself that so I don't feel like I'm an oddball, but I would think that with so many things that are going on in our lives right now, and I keep talking about this 
in the massively plural form with other people, not only plural, the numerous form of we all have this pandemic that we are going through, regardless of what side we are on, unless you are completely 100% removed politically and news-wise from everything, which if you are, I don't know whether to cry for you or cheer you on, but you've got all this stuff that we've been going through for here in America, at least. But I know of other other countries are going through tons of their own stuff as well. Tons. People with their prime ministers, people with the government, many countries around the world that are going through these like racial cleansings and genocides that are happening around the world again right now. Now, I shouldn't say again, but still. So we've all got these big, big things. And then you bring it down to littler things. Are you out of work? Are you dealing with the loss of a family member or loved one due to this pandemic? Are you struggling to pay rent or to even stay in your home because of the pandemic or because of anything else that's going on right now? There's a lot that a lot of us are dealing with. So I just want to, A, ask you the question and find out because maybe we can all see some of this and help each other out. What are you doing in order to help your mental health? Whether it's going on walks, whether it's meditating, whether it's yoga, uh, specific music that you're listening to, ways that you're unplugging from the world. Um, what is it? I'm very curious. So use the hashtag on Twitter, my mental health. And again, I will start doing that and seeing what all of you are doing. It would, it will be very interesting to see and maybe get some good ideas and some help from one another. I know that the month of January has been very heavy for me, has been, I was just talking about this with a friend of mine today that I feel like there's been a couple moments that maybe have made us take a, a notch down in our mental health, in our stability, in our uh, contentment or happiness or whatever it may be, because I feel like there was a very real thing that I heard some people talking about in regards to New Year's is everybody was so pissed off at 2020, 2020 suck, worst year ever, blah, 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 all that kind of stuff. And so with 2021 coming in, it was very important to remember, like, this is just a number. It's just a day. Like it is a new day and a new year, which is amazing. But what that truly stands for is nothing is being erased. We still have everything that you were dealing with the day before. I mean, I guess there's some things that maybe you weren't, but for the most part, nothing truly changed. And so I think a lot of that energy that was spent, you know, some of that almost aggressive celebration of the turning of the calendar was then for some or for many potentially a bit of a disappointment that you are now going into that Friday of January 1st and maybe you weren't working if you work or you were having whatever kind of different day because for you it may be a quote-unquote holiday but for the most part nothing really was changing on that day so then 
we're still riding a little bit of that new year high, you know, for people who potentially were not excited about a specific person being in leadership in their country, whatever country, whatever leader that may be, they were possibly looking forward to under three weeks from that time when something drastic would be happening. And so you were starting to look ahead towards that light at the end of that tunnel, which also could potentially be carrying with it a large, significant difference with things regarding the pandemic and some other things that might be affecting you on a very large level. So then we're cruising through. Let's say it's Friday the 1st. You go through that weekend. It's now Monday the 4th, and you're starting this new week, and you're starting to think ahead, and boom, January 6th happens so shortly after. And holy mackerel, I know I've talked with some of my friends who are in other countries, and it may not have been as massively earth-shattering to them as it was to so many of us here in the USA, but that was felt around the world. <laughs> I don't, I'm not going to go into that for a long time, but that was a major, major event. So then, I mean, much different level if you are somebody who lives in Washington, D.C., or if you live near another state capital because of all the threats and all of the warnings that were being picked up on different, no longer around social media networks, or different things that were talking about different attacks and riots and all of these things. So here's this new level of fear and anger and frustration and confusion and fear very real fear listening to some of the Congress people that are talking about fearing for their lives that day and the reality of that situation, let alone the fact that five people, including a police officer, were killed that day. Craziness. So now we're leading up to all of the fear and all of the ways that the inauguration on the 20th felt and looked so different. Like I've seen all the pictures aside from everything regarding Bernie, but all of the different things that really, and I turned to somebody and said this while it was happening, like this feels like a movie that's trying to tell of a time in the future because you look around and everybody's got masks on and there's hardly anybody there and you're looking and there is a uh, national guard presence all over it's just crazy. It was so weird. And so all of these things weighing on us as we live through this day on the 20th, that is this massive, for many people, this massive sigh of relief. I've said that it felt like I took off a four-year-old corset that was on way too tight on that day. And for others, it's the opposite. They're frustrated, scared, and pissed off that they are now having a new leadership coming in that they feel like is going to be, I'm saying this with a really furrowed brow because I'm kind of confused about the whole thing, but they are feeling that there is now a socialist rule coming into the country and go ahead, you guys be happy, but you're going to see and we are now effed. So there is this very real thing that is going on at that point on that day for different people for different reasons. 
I mean, can we talk a little bit about Amanda Gorman, who was the poet laureate for this inauguration? My God, can can we just quote a little bit? And yes, we are far from polished, far from pristine, but that doesn't mean we are striving to form a union that is perfect. We are striving to forge a union with purpose, to compose a country committed to all cultures, colors, characters, and conditions of man. And so we lift our gazes not to what stands between us, but what stands before us. We close the divide because we know to put our future first, we must first put our differences aside. We lay down our arms so we can reach out our arms to one another. We seek harm to none and harmony for all. And this other section that I love, we will not be turned around or interrupted by intimidation because we know our inaction and inertia will be the inheritance of the next generation. Our blunders become their burdens, but one thing is certain. If we merge mercy with might and might with right, then love becomes our legacy and change our children's birthright. <sighs> My, I, I, I don't know what else possibly to say about Amanda Gorman. She was strength and beauty and dignity and inspiration all wrapped into one body that day for me. And I said it right afterwards. This is exactly the kind of young woman that I want my daughter's compass to be pointed at because I want her to recognize. And when I was replaying her reading of her poem later that night when I got home, one of the however many number of times that I've replayed it, but my daughter kind of came down the stairs and was hearing it. And I could see her being very attracted to what she was hearing, not just the cadence of it and not just the words, but the strength behind it, the way it was being spoken. And she came around down the stairs and she was just as in awe as I was the first time I was watching her. One of the, I don't know how many times I cried during the inauguration. I tried to hide some of it because it was going on while I was at work, but uh, what a great time that was. And what I was getting to, <laughs> which I, I'm coming back to now, is I was talking with my friend today about this being another one of those moments, just like January 1st, it feeling like things should be so amazing after this big day happens. And yes, a lot of great things have already happened in this first day. In my humble opinion, you may not all agree with me, but I think a lot of the things that our new president did were fantastic and were things that I've been waiting for somebody to come in and basically rip up some of the things that were done over the last four years. So I applaud that. But nothing has changed. Nothing immediate has truly changed for a lot of us. So there's still that realization that so many of these other things are still going on. And it's, some of them are worsening, continuing to worsen. 
the numbers of people that are in the local hospitals that are dying around where I live is still going up. I talked with my niece who is in her mid twenties, who is a nurse at a local hospital this week. I spoke with her and I could see it on her face. I asked her if she had worked that night or the night before. And she said, no, she hadn't been at work for a couple of days actually, but she was going to work the next day as an extra shift. But she looked tired and I don't mean that in a mean way. She just looked different than the times when I saw her much, much earlier in the pandemic where she was saying that the numbers hadn't come into their hospitals, that they, you know, they had not seen all of these people coming in like they've heard about in other areas. Now she is telling me these stories that I just cannot imagine how many people in the healthcare industry are having to deal with on a daily basis, the decisions they're having to make, the phone calls and FaceTime calls they're having to make for their patients that are coding out. It is just devastating. So my hat is absolutely off to all of the people who are working on the front lines to help other humans. I could not do what you do. I absolutely believe that you are heroes, whether you embrace that or not. And as much as my niece and other friends of mine that are nurses or doctors have told me, I can't imagine their frustration when they see how some people are still politicizing masks, are still thinking it is something that is a way that the government or whoever they want to blame it on is imposing on their freedoms. I will just, I will just leave that out there with an ellipses, an eternal ellipses, because that is just the most ridiculous and uncaring and selfish thing ever. But you do you. <laughs> okay. You do you. I'm sorry if any of you don't believe in masks and and or think the whole thing is a hoax. Uh, and uh, I can't even I, I don't even feel like I can say that I'm trying to be really like down the line and not too heavy handed. I don't feel like I can say you do you with a good conscience. H- how about we say take a look around a little bit more at the 400,000 plus people who have died and think about all of their families, all of their friends and loved ones that have had to say goodbye to them because of COVID period. And maybe, maybe just maybe you can deal with wearing a mask if, and when you're going to leave your house and be around others. (sighs) That felt a little good to get off my chest. Not going to lie. And that right there is part of this like I'm saying, about finding ways for our mental health. That felt good for me to say that. Maybe you guys have some stuff that you need to say, however you need to say it to a friend or to a loved one and just get some things off your chest and just vent. Not saying that you need to say mean things to them or whatever. Just saying maybe you need somebody to talk to or talk with. I am here. Like I say at the end of all my episodes, and I'll put that little spiel in here as well, You can absolutely reach out to me, DM me, email me. You can call my Google voice number and leave me a message. 
even if you don't expect or want to hear back from me, you can even type an email out to me and say, Tim, I don't want you to type back to me. I don't want you to send anything back to me. I just need to get this out. And that's one of the things I was telling another friend today that I feel like I'm on that precipice of reaching out and finding somebody to talk with, to speak with, just because I don't want my wife doesn't listen to this, but some of you may wrap me out on this, (laughs) this next part. I don't want to bring my wife down. She's already dealing with all of our family stuff, her stuff. You know, she lost her dad during this time and it was changed a lot because of the fact that COVID was going on. So I don't need to do that to her. And I will admit, oh man, this is going to get emotional. Um, I will admit right now, shamefully, maybe I know that I work a little bit harder to be that strength for her, to be a little bit stronger, to be the rock, to not let her fully see every single time that I'm maybe a little bit down or a little bit frazzled or a little bit cord out or whatever it may be. And I'm feeling a little bit of shame about that right now. I'm not going to deny it because that doesn't feel great to say. It sounds, as I'm saying it, it, it sounds worse than it sounds in my head, I think. It's not like I'm hiding everything from her, but I don't come home and say, I feel horrible today. I had a horrible day. I am feeling really down and out today. I, I just don't. Um, partially because I don't want her to worry. Because with my history, with my history of having attempted suicide years and years ago, and I'm not in that place and I'm not anywhere near that place. And I don't even need to knock on wood about that because I don't feel like I will ever go there again because of my kids, because of my wife. But I know that she has a little bit of a radar on her head because she knows that that is something that I have dealt with. So if I go into any place, it's going to just double up her stress and her worry because she's going to feel like I'm in a really bad place and I I just know my wife. So yes, today I was thinking, I I, I don't feel I'm a hundred percent in that place. And I was telling my friend, I think I'm going to get a journal. I'm finally going to do it. I'm going to make it happen with a journal and I'm going to get these thoughts out kind of like what I'm doing right now, but it's going to be on paper and you're not all going to listen along, but I'm going to write. And that will help me get my thoughts out and down. And if there is something that I'm looking at as I'm writing it that needs to be escalated, I think I'm pretty good about that and noticing that. And then it may all lead to a place where I'm finally saying, I need to talk to somebody. And I'll make that move if and when that time comes. And I will be 100% okay with that. But for now, for me, I think one of the things I need to do is write. And I encourage you guys to find what that thing may be for you if you are feeling that as well. Is it writing? Is it getting out of the house once a day to walk by yourself with music on, with a podcast, with a podcast on? Are you walking right now? I'm waving to you guys. 
as you're walking, maybe with me in your ears. But whatever that thing may be that will bring you a little bit of relief, of mental health, of clearing your mind, of a release valve almost on all of this pent up stuff potentially that you have going on. Find what that thing is and let us know if you feel comfortable. Hashtag my mental health. Okay, let's use that. Even with all of the good things that are happening right now and seem to be on the verge of happening and all of the things going on, whether it is with regards to racial equity and racial equality and other things going on in our world, in your country, in your community, in your family, maybe even, there is still so much work to do. I am not blind to that fact. I'm not ignorant to that. I know that I need to keep working and keep my foot down hard on the gas pedal right now. I am still trying to do that for myself, for my family, for people that I know, people that I am in whatever version of a relation, (laughs) for whatever people I'm relating to or talking with. I am still trying to do that all the time. And there was a time, I will say, there was a time last year where I, this is my episode that involves a lot of harsh truths for me that maybe make me feel a little bit ashamed, embarrassed, whatever, a little of all of it. But there was a time where I really got from all of the feedback I was getting from negative sides on people that I was trying to support, etc. I did get tired. I have to admit it. And I did get a feel of frustration to the point of wanting to stop and wanting to just basically shut my mouth and felt like I couldn't do anything anymore. And when I think about that in the world of me being a person who was born white and thinking about all of the things that I saw over the course of the last year in different times of people of color or of black people saying they have to do this every day. They wake up every day and they don't have a choice. And wow, I, I I can't say strongly enough how much that puts the throttle back into me knowing that. And that's where that shame comes in. You guys like for me and uh, I'm a, I'm getting a little bit on a tangent, but I just have to say, like, I have to remember and have to think about that since I have the choice, it makes it that much more important for me to choose and to do and to act and to talk. So I am constantly reminding myself of that, of the importance of it, and I'm just going to keep doing it. So I I will say my little bit. And a lot of these people will never have any idea. And I try every once in a while on on my Twitter to thank them or to comment or reply to them or say something on their Instagram or something. But there are so many people out there who inspire me, who push me, who guide me and help me. It 
though they are not doing it on purpose or doing it directly to me, the things that they do, the things that they say and share for us are a tremendous help to me. So for all those people, thank you. Keep it up. I know some of you are probably ridiculously tired and I know a lot of you don't have the option like I was just saying and it is your everyday and I respect I honor you and I thank you for what you do and how you help people like me be aware and know how we can do what we need to do and what we can actually do that all seemed like a very broad and general statement and if you know you know I guess I could say right there but Uh, truly like the struggle is real, but it is real important. Ooh, maybe trademark that. I don't know. may not be good enough. That's really all I wanted to kind of go over with you guys today. Uh, just a short episode to talk about why nothing has been coming out of my podcast for a little while. Um, get us back on track as something will be out again and they will start coming out in more regular methods again. But also, like, see where you guys are at, let you know where I'm at. Um, I know, and I'm thinking of some of you that reach out to me. Rick, I'm thinking of you, buddy. Joe, of course, I'm also thinking of you. You guys who respond when I put out podcasts and sometimes even when I put out my tweets um, or even my Sunday threads. It seems like Sunday seems to be my thread day. I appreciate you guys. And just know that I think about a lot of you during the course of my weeks, during the course of my days. And I may not pray a lot as much as I feel like I maybe could or should, but I think about you guys and I send out positivity in your directions. And I hope for the best for all of us, for all of you, for your families. Let's come out on the other side of this stuff. And be just amazing coming out of it. I always use this visual because I think of it all the time of a phoenix just coming out of the fire and almost like volcanic rubble and coming out of the ground through the flames. And yes, having some scars. Yes, maybe some feathers are torn and some are missing. And maybe it's got like a scratch on its beak or something, but it is out and it is glorious. And that is what I hope for all of us for so many of these things that we're going through right now. So I will leave you with that, my fellow Phoenixes. I hope you guys all have a great rest of the week, rest of the month. My next episode should be out in a week to two weeks. Okay. That is going to be on the same daddy unscripted thing it's the first version of the i have the the side road of what which is we are here alone together and now i have the new side road of who tells your story which is basically sort of like a daddy unscripted episode but with anyone not just dads so now you guys can send me even more guests who you think have inspiring life stories because i'm Though this all started about dads and for dads, it is still for you guys, but I don't feel like I only get inspired by dads. No offense to dads, because I am one too, 
But I get inspired also by people who don't have kids and may never have kids. And I still want to hear their stories. And so that's why there is a who tells your story road now. So we're going to get a lot more variety of guests on here, people to be inspired by. And I, I still learn how to be a better parent from these people because I'm hearing their stories of maybe how their parents were, but I'm also becoming a better human and a better man, which makes me a better parent, right? It's all bound up together. So thanks for listening, you guys. Remember on social media, Daddy Unscripted on Facebook, which I don't use a ton, but you kind of still sort of kind of have to have one. So for anybody who's on Facebook, I'm on there. But don't contact me on there because I'm never on there. So use Daddy Unscripted on Instagram or on Twitter. You can send me an email at daddyunscripted at gmail.com. Again, I said I would kind of go through this, but I will tell you, just like I say in every single episode, if you are struggling with things that are going on around you in your own world, Look, a lot of us are still in some kind of sheltering at home, however that means to you. If things are really bad and you feel like you need to reach out to somebody at a much higher level, the National Suicide Prevention Hotline is 800-273-8255. I have a Google Voice number for any of you to use at any time. You don't have to give me your name. You don't have to tell me anything. Sometimes you just need to say things and you don't need anybody to do anything else but listen. If you do want me to reach back out, then leave me your number. I will absolutely reach back out to you in a safe way or via email or whatever. But that Google number is 872-444-6784. And you can leave a voicemail on there. So you guys have that number. I wanted to make sure I put those. Those will also be in the show notes. Okay. And keep your eyes open for the next episode in a week to two weeks. Check out OsirisPod.com for the other great podcasts in the Osiris Media family. Thanks, you guys. I cannot send enough love to all of you. Possibly. I just possibly can't do it, but I'm going to keep trying. So be kind to one another. Be good to people love harder than you have ever loved before. We need that so much right now. All right, you guys. Thanks a lot.